So it's bop, bop, bop. testing, <clears throat> testing. This is Amer. Mm. This has been an American. I said that wrong. What was the other one? You're listening to. You're listening to American Public Radio. American Public Radio is brought to you by Elf on a Shelf, the CIA's most successful attempt to spy on you since Beanie Babies, and by Michael Jackson's sleep medication. So good, he still can't wake up. APR Studios, I'm Michael Goodyear. Before we begin, I would like to thank American Public Radio for selecting me to host their latest news program. I've spent the past 20 years reporting on Capitol Hill and have won two Pulitzer Prizes. I believe that my experience will make for a very engaging news analysis program. Now, without further ado, welcome to Digesting the News, the program where we take a bite out of current events, digest it slowly and carefully before excreting it into the toilet bowl of history. Who the hell wrote this? Todd? It wasn't me. (sighs) On today's program, we will discuss a case that is being presented in front of the Supreme Court. The case, Nielsen v. Preap, concerns the government's ability to detain immigrants after they serve their sentence for a crime. Here to talk about this case is our Supreme Court correspondent, 1988 Yale Law student Brett Kavanaugh. What? Yeah, what's up, dude? Uh, hello, Brett. Uh, how are things in 1988? Dude, it's great. Have you ever heard of the Cosby Show? Bill Cosby is awesome. Ooh, yeah. It's comments like that that really aren't helping you. Now, it seems like we have an interesting immigration case on our hands, and you, in fact, are one of the justices that will help determine the outcome. Dude, right? It's pretty trippy. I guess in the future I start working harder, stop drinking, and work on my anger issues. Nah. So, at the heart of this case seems to be the idea that everyone, regardless of citizenship, should be given the right to a bond hearing. Can you explain that a little bit? Oh, hell yeah, man. All right, so imagine you're having a party at Mark's house. You, you don't have to yell. So imagine you're having a party at Mark's house. You don't have to whisper either. Imagine you're having a party at Mark's house, and you invite over a bunch of chicks. Their crime, be it hot as hell. Their sentences, jello shots. But then after their sentences up, they want to go home. But the boys are just getting started. Am I right? My key up high. I'm not going to slap your hand. All right. Anyway, they want to leave, but you're not sure if you're ever going to find them again. That's what the Trump admin is arguing. They want to keep them at the house so that they can get down on some of that devil's triangle. Can you maybe give our listeners an analogy that does not involve sexual assault? Say no to no. That's the motto at the party house. Oh, by the way, Mikey, you want to come to a party at Tobin's tonight? No, I don't. Who hired a time-traveling college student as our Supreme Court correspondent? Todd? We went to college together. (sighs) Okay, let's just get back to the Supreme Court case. There seems to be some serious debate around when immigration officials can detain immigrants after they serve their sentences. The plaintiffs are arguing that immigrants should only be detained immediately after release, while the Trump administration wants the ability to detain these immigrants at any time. Brett. 
What are your thoughts? Well, you see Big Mike. Can I call it Big Mike? No. All right, Mikey Mike it is. Now, here's the problem, Mikey Mike. The federal immigration law that was enacted by Congress doesn't actually give a time limit. That's like when you're playing beer pong at Tobin's place using house rules, but then all of a sudden someone swats the ball when it's not a bounce. And you're like, hey, man, you could only swat on bounces. And they're like, yeah, but you didn't say we couldn't swat on throws, only that we could swat on bounces. And then you're like, you don't have to interpret the rules so literally. And then they're like, well, maybe you should have written the rules a little clearer. You're a law student at Yale? Oh, hell yeah, man. Go Bulldogs. Well, unfortunately, we've run out of time. I think we learned something today. Uh, Thank you for listening. From American Public Radio, I'm Michael Goodyear. Oh, hey, I'm Brett. We got a sick party tonight at Tobin's house. It's BYOB. Make sure to give me the microphone. No, just give it to me. Shut up. Shut up. From American Public Radio, I'm Michael Goodyear. Thanks for listening. Dude, what's your problem? I thought you were cool. You're not invited to Tobin's party anymore. Get out of my studio. This isn't your studio. This is public radio. My taxes paid for it. Get out. All right, I'll leave. But not because you told me to, but because I want to. Oh, hey, what up, Todd? I didn't know you worked here. Get out. Dude, I'm going. Dude, your boss is such a dick. From KEOR in Chautauqua, Colorado, I'm Elizabeth Cardigan-Shawl. The Chautauqua Walmart has officially closed. In a statement, Walmart spokesperson said, quote, We accomplished what we set out to do, destroy local businesses, and to create an unhealthy dependency on our services. End quote. When asked why they would remove Chautauqua's only source of food and medicine, the spokesperson laughed maniacally while rubbing his hands together. The Dow Jones Industrial Average has changed its rating system from numbers to shapes. The Dow is currently a trapezoid inside a dodecahedron. This is KEOR, your APR source. Support for APR is provided by LiveJournal.com. Guess what, bitches? We still exist, and if you don't start using us again, we'll send all of your old blog posts to your employer. And by Skype. Do you want to make quality video calls in the world? world, world? Then sign up for Skype today. Hello from KEOR and American Public Radio. Welcome to Mindful Living, the program where we answer your questions to help you live a better, healthier, more mindful life. I'm your host, Arlo Green. On today's program, I will be answering all your questions about the three R's. Just a quick aside, there did seem to be some confusion about this. The three R's are in reference to reduce, reuse, and recycle. It does not mean Ronald Reagan was a racist, although I'm sure the jury's still out on that one. Our first letter comes from Ashley in Brooklyn, New York. Ashley writes, Dear Arlo, I have been trying to reduce the amount of waste I produce by using reusable products. However, I always use plastic trash bags for the small amount of garbage that I do produce. Is there an environmentally friendly alternative to plastic trash bags? Signed, Ashley. Oh, interesting question, Ashley. Is there an alternative to plastic trash bags? Well, yes, there is. It's called not being such a wasteful slut. 
I don't have a trash can, Ashley. You want to know why? Because I actually give a shit about the planet. Here's what I think you should do, Ashley. Why don't you eat a handful of sleeping pills and tie one of your plastic trash bags around your yuppie head? Because that's how Mother Earth feels when you send plastic trash bag after plastic trash bag to the city dump, sedated and smothered! Our next letter comes from Kyle in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Kyle writes, Dear Arlo, Every year I host a New Year's Eve party, but I don't have enough cups and plates for everyone. I would love to buy a few extra sets, but it's too expensive and a little unnecessary. So I end up using plastic cups and dishes. Are there any inexpensive, eco-friendly alternatives to plastic party supplies? Signed, Kyle. So, Kyle, you use plastic items, but you don't want to spend the money for something a little more environmentally friendly. Did I get that right? Well, I think I may have a solution for you, Kyle. Why don't you drag your ass down to Dick's Sporting Goods and buy yourself a handgun and a single-use bullet and shoot yourself in the head? Or is that too expensive and unnecessary for you? You and your bullshit parties. Why don't you do something more productive to have fun like me? Like last week when I snuck over to my local butcher shop and cut off the electricity using a pair of bolt cutters and some electrician's gloves I stole from a line worker. It was a rush, and I saved innocent animals' lives. What have you done to help the world recently, Kyle? Nothing, you capitalist pig. Our next letter comes from Isabel from Elk City, Oklahoma. She writes, Dear Arlo, I'm probably going to regret writing this letter. Yes, you probably will. But I have a question about recycling. I live in a small rural town that has no recycling centers. The nearest one is over 20 miles away. With three kids and a full-time job, it's just too inconvenient to drive all my recyclables to the recycling center every week. What should I do? Signed, Isabel. So, Isabel, you think that going to the recycling center is inconvenient, is that it? I have an idea, Isabel. Why don't you go buy an entire bottle of Oxycontin from your local drug dealer in your little redneck town and gobble them up so that you can stop inconveniencing Mother Nature with all your pollution? You think my life's convenient, Isabel? Do you? I live in a house made out of used tires and plastic bottles. The insulation is terrible. It's so small it doesn't even have a bathroom. I have to bathe in a river, Isabel. A river! My whole life's inconvenient! Oh, great. Now my dog's shaking in the corner. Are you happy with yourself, Isabel? Your laziness frightened peppercorn. Well, now it's time for our surprise caller. This is the part of the program where I pick up the phone and call someone to help them live a better, healthier, more mindful life. Today's surprise caller will be Paul Jensen. Paul lives down the street from me, and I saw him placing his aluminum cans and his glass bottles in the same recycling bin. He also runs the local butcher shop. That's what we call on our show a double whammy. Paul's Butcher Shop. Hi, is this Paul? Uh, yes, it is. Who is this? You should be ashamed of yourself, killing innocent animals and then making money off their remains. What kind of sick bastard does that? How do you live with yourself? Who the hell is this? I'm your conscience calling. Ring, ring. It's time to leave your life of murder. Is this that hippie that lives in that weird house made out of tires and plastic bottles? You son of a bitch, you're the one who cut off the electricity to my butcher shop the other day. Maybe the Holocaust wouldn't have happened if someone had been brave enough to cut off the electricity to the concentration camps. 
That makes no goddamn sense at all. You're calling me on your little eco-radio show, aren't you? That's right. You're currently being broadcast across the airwaves to literally dozens of people. You know, you know what? I'm just going to come over there and beat the hell out of you. <laughs> I'd like to see you try. A fact about meat eaters is that they are unable to move faster than a turtle because their metabolisms are underdeveloped. Plus, I place coyote traps all around the front door to serve as a green security system. None of that electronic, wasteful security. Well, that's our show. Thanks for listening. From American Public Radio, this has been Mindful Living with Arlo Green. There you are, you son of a bitch. <gasps> How did you get past my coyote traps? I stepped over them. Now, come here. I'm going to teach you some manners. No, no. Wait, wait. Ow. Hello? Uh, is this thing on? Uh, my name is Paul Jensen, owner of Paul's Butcher Shop. Uh, whoever's listening out there, uh, come on down to Paul's. I figure if you guys are listening to this weirdo, you're probably vegetarian or something, but uh, we got pork. Maybe you guys can eat that. I, I don't really know what you guys believe, but uh, we got the best rack of ribs in Chautauqua County. Oh, God, no. Don't use my platform to support your murder store. Shut up. From American Public Radio, this is Paul Jensen, humble citizen and master butcher of Chautauqua. Thanks for listening. How, how do I put on the music? The black button. Is it this one? No, not that one. What the hell was that? It's a traditional Muslim prayer. I use it to scare middle-aged white women who use Keurig coffee makers. Is this the button? Yes, that's it. This is your theme music? Yeah. I don't understand it, and I don't want to. Why don't you play some real music? This is real music. It's just sounds. That, that's what music is. I respectfully disagree. Today's programming has been brought to you by Spanish Class, preparing white people for the inevitable takeover of the Latino race, and by Pedro Fernandez. Don't worry, white people, you'll know exactly who he is soon enough. This has been an American Public Radio production. Thanks for listening.